I had yeah. an athlete, this is a true story, call me two days ago telling me about the race that he was in. And that was the first time he waxed his chain. And he was so very happy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Matchbox Podcast, powered by Ignition Coach Co. I'm your host, Adam Saban, and boy, do we have a fun show for you today. We're presenting you with our top 20 maximal to marginal gains, along with some low-key debate and banter as we each defend our positions. So stay tuned to the very end, where you can find out our take on the most maximal gain you need in your training life. Today's show is also brought to you by Flow Formulas. All four of us on the Matchbox rely on Flow products to get us through training rides and across finish lines, and we highly recommend you try it out, too. So head over to flowformulas.com today and use the discount code IGNITIONPODCAST for 10% off any of their endurance sports-specific nutrition products and let us know what you think. One of my favorites right now is the vanilla-flavored recovery mix, which is jam-packed with the appropriate ratio of carbohydrates and proteins to fuel your post-workout recovery. As always, if you like what you hear, please share this with your friends and leave us a five-star review. And if you have any questions for the show, send those to info at ignitioncoachco.com with email title the Matchbox Podcast, or find us on Instagram and send us a DM. All right, let's get into it. All right, so this, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. So we are going to be addressing one of our listener questions, but it's a big one. So the, the, the entire episode is going to be built around this one question. So this one comes from Brian Z, and he wants to know about maximal versus marginal gains. He says, you guys often label things as maximal and marginal gains. It would be interesting to hear you guys run through your top 20, give or take, one being the most maximal to 20 being the least maximal gain. Thank you. Your podcasts are awesome and great to listen to during training rides. So what we did for this episode is we came up with a list of 20 items that fall somewhere between... 1 to 20 on most maximal versus most marginal gains, okay? And what we did was we each decided to list these out in the order in which we thought they fell. And then we're going to kind of debate over it. So let me read you the list. This is kind of in arbitrary order. We've got consistency, nutrition on the bike, mental health, aero wheels, tire selection or, you know, fast rolling tires, clean bike, carbon stem, bike fit, sleep, intervals, volume, gym work, coaching, wearing a hydration pack and rolling through the feed zone, lol, uh, grit, power meter, aero bike, aero helmet, aero socks, and wax chain. There's the list. We're going to start from the bottom up. So we'll talk about most or we'll talk about the most marginal gain first. Oh, I guess that would and, be a lot more anticipation. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah we yeah. got we to gotta make people wait for the, the biggest gain at the end so they listen to the whole episode. But this is going to be the most debated one. Well, yeah, I think we yeah. all put the same one. So, no, so in, in, case, in case you didn't follow, we're going from the least important gain or the, the least effective gain to the most effective gain. Yeah, I feel like the ones that are more marginal are going to be the ones that we argue more over because we're all going to have, like, the maximal gains are all going to be pretty close. I don't know, I don't know, dude. I put arrow socks as my most my most maximal. That's so. funny because that's number <laughs> that's that's actually number twenty on my list. See argument right oh, here. All right, okay. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's start with one. number twenty. Okay, what everyone put for number twenty? Arrow socks. Carbon stem. I put carbon, carbon stem. stem. 
All right, I put, so I put I know, just to screw with Dylan. I, yeah, I know. I know what Drew is doing. He's just trying to get because, me. And because carbon stems look pretty cool, and I'd rather look cool than gain a one millisecond. Are you of my saying that aero socks don't look cool? Mm, most, I mean, not if they like fall down and are around your heels. Well, get properly <laughs> then, fitted then aero socks, they, man. Then they're no longer aero socks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think having a dope pair of aero socks looks cooler than having a carbon stem. I mean, socks are socks. Like they, they kind of look the same either way. It's the design that's on the sock is what matters. Sure, sure. All right. So Drew's just trying to get me worked up with that one, but I think we can all agree that a carbon stem is the least important on that list. We can't all agree because I don't agree. <laughs> carbon stem is more important. Also, like what? So, what are the potential gains of a carbon stem? It's lighter, but you could also have a uh, you know, stiffer, an, and it looks cooler. Little stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you for, get a lick, but you, you could have to be pro. You could have a really lightweight, really cool looking uh, metal stem as well, like aluminum stem. Resale value, you can sell a carbon stem a lot more than a can. Yeah, but you also <laughs> you have to like, buy it for a lot more. So yeah, you also have point. to pay. <laughs> good point. <laughs> so, All right, I think we, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe unless you're like a sprinter, like that could really like a carbon stem might be important for stiffness, but hashtag I don't know. sprinter life. Yeah. Other like otherwise those, I mean one of those really oversized ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then you're then you they don't look cool anymore though, so you kind of lose that factor. Sure. Uh, um, all right. I okay. Think we can move Number on nineteen. Carbon stem. Aero socks. <laughs> okay. I put I put I actually put arrow bike for number nineteen. Oh wow. Interesting. So uh, the reason hopefully why I did that is because, hopefully your sponsors aren't listening. Well, the reason why I did that is because the it 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 depends a lot on what discipline you're doing. Like if you were doing mm. time trials, uh, the aero bike or the you know the aerodynamics of the frame could move up quite a bit. But depending on what discipline you're doing, out of the aero potential aero games gains that you put on the list, the frame probably has the least impact. Sure. Mm. Okay. Uh, I put wax chain. Mm. Controversial. Wow. Well, hmm. so with with the wax chain, it depends on what you're starting from, right? So if you're starting from like a really lube, yeah, but like there's different like different <laughs> oil. Not all oil lube is the same, right? Like there's really fast oil lube, and then there's really terrible oil lube that's just super high friction, right? So if you were starting with the highest friction oil lube, and then you went to a a hot melt wax chain, and like the best hot melt wax chain, that could be a super significant significant amount of savings. What about WD forty? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's that'd be significant. <laughs> <laughs> so WD forty isn't even lubricant, isn't it? It's more of just a cleaner, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I'll not, spray I WD forty on my chain. It's like penetration it. oil. The company, then, the company WD forty does make bicycle chain lube, though. <laughs> but like, I, that's not what people think of when they think of WD forty. What about, I'm about um, the OG? What about muck off dry lube? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's not nearly as good as, I mean, it's, it's definitely better than WD-40. It's like halfway <laughs> between a wax okay. chain and... <laughs> okay. Caitlin, what'd I you wax? I have waxed, oh, sorry. Uh, for 19, Aerosocks. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Aerosocks getting hated on in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
That's none of us put so the same thing. That's the, the, thing, tough the thing is the thing about all of these is that it's good. The answer to all of these is it depends, right? It depends on what yeah. your starting point is and what your ending point is. And it also depends on what discipline you're doing. And it depends on what kind of rider you are. So a lot of these are a little bit arbitrary, but mm. you know, it's, so here, I guess I, when I, I like wrote my Dylan's, list, I, I like Dylan's point because like, if you're going to upgrade your bike just because you want an aero frame, that's like a huge investment. If you yeah. want to just get faster socks, that's like 20 bucks. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily taking cost into account when I was ordering these, but that is a good I, point. I didn't either, but I, yeah. 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 All right, should we go I, to the next I kind of did mine on like, if somebody was a newer cyclist, these are, if I was coaching somebody, this is what I would tell them. You wouldn't want them to get seven watts for 20 bucks i would dude if somebody was a newer cyclist i would totally tell them to spend 20 bucks on aero socks before i would tell them to spend five thousand dollars on an aero frame (laughs) okay all right let's let's talk 18 all right 18 i put wax chain clean bike aero helmet Uh, adam just doesn't like to clean his bike so he put that real low on the list so that truth he can convince himself that it doesn't make a difference. My bikes are always pretty clean. <laughs> I just don't like soap them every time I ride. I put uh, I put arrow wheels. Ooh, okay. So again, it depends on like what discipline you're doing, right? Um, yeah, and if you're if going you're, for like the, the the cost effect too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's. So, for example, if you're doing road or time trials, the arrow wheels have a bigger impact. Um, there's some data that suggests that arrow wheels for gravel, for example, have very little to almost no impact at all because the tire is so wide. Yeah, I've heard that too. They'd have to make like gravel specific arrow wheels that are like extra wide, but they'd also probably be super heavy. Darn, now I'm rethinking so much. We should have said, I don't know, picked a discipline because you're so right. Things change so much depending it does, on. It does like, change a lot. Although as like we get higher, as, as we like, get higher into the list, right? As we get higher into the list, I don't think it matters as much what discipline we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's fair. Because we're talking about these like arrow stuff right now. So, but what did you put again, Caitlin, for that one? Uh, arrow helmet. Okay. Fair enough. All right. 17. 17. Arrow I bike. Put air, I put arrow helmet for 17. Okay. Clean bike. Uh, Drew, I think you and I agree on this one. I put arrow helmet. Yeah, but but I've already put. Dang, dude. I've man. already said wax chain and socks, and you haven't said either one of those yet. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just saying. Just saying that we both agree on the number 17 spot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. I feel like we're all judging ourselves based <laughs> off of what Dylan's list is. <laughs> oh, man, I got that one wrong. <laughs> it, you know, I, I'm looking at my list, and it is funny that I am such an arrow nerd, and I am putting all these arrow gains at the bottom of the list. Because there's more important things to focus on. I mean, yeah, sure. But you always say this, but I mean, if you're already totally focused on all the maximal gains, then yeah, focus on the marginal gains. But make sure you're doing the maximal gains before... You're doing the marginal gains. Yeah, and I think sure. I think that the what people are going to get out of this podcast if they listen to the whole thing is that is exactly what you just said. Like the maximal gains are more important than the marginal gains. And that should be obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people like go straight for the marginal gains before they've hit the maximal ones. It's all about the voice, right? Like 
people like it just seems like people are talking more about the marginal gains than they do the like maximal and, gain. There's and no, like oh, there's nothing sexy about training, you know, like right, like right. arrow socks and arrow bars. Like everybody the, loves the, talking about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you have the means, the marginal gains are more accessible, more easily accessible, and quicker mm-hmm. to, to access. Um, so, right. Dylan, so I'm curious. So you put arrow helmet lower on the list than arrow socks. Yeah, Do you have uh, claims, so I'll claims just to back I'll just, that up. I'll just let you know. Arrow socks is my next one. Um, mm. Okay. <laughs> so from now, like I haven't been in a wind tunnel and tested the watt difference between an arrow helmet and arrow socks personally. And and what I will say about a helmet too is it's it very much depends on the rider. Like there's not one helmet that's the fastest on the market. There's like one helmet that's fastest for an individual and that may be a different helmet for a different individual so it gets very complicated but from talking to like for example josh portner from silka i mean he 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 was saying that arrow i and and there are definitely situations where somebody puts an arrow helmet on and they maybe they save more than if they put arrow socks on I'm not saying that, but he like the watt savings from Aero socks is shockingly high, and people don't realize how high it is. It's different. It's different depending on the individual because everybody has like a different leg shape and leg size, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, so you can't put an exact number on it, and also it depends on what speed you're going and all of this. But like the the Aero savings from Aero socks is shocking. Hmm. All right. Well, that brings us to sixteen. Aero socks. 16. I had aero socks for 16. I had a hydration pack for 16. Wax chain. Okay. The hydration pack one was interesting because, you know. We put it in there as a joke, but it's actually like a legit, a legit yeah. thing. Like, it depends on like, yeah, I don't know. It's very it's very dependent. Like we, I know we said this on every one, but like, <laughs> I prefer not to have a hydration pack. I'd rather run bottles uh, mm-hmm. and not have something on my back, but. But. Yeah, so so I think I think the context here was was kind of making fun at the controversy that happened at Steamboat Gravel, where in that race they don't allow you to have a feed crew, so like you couldn't be yeah. getting bottle hand ups. Mm. So if you wanted to if you I, wanted to run bottles, you had to stop and fill up your bottles. So oh, specifically, I that you had to stop. Yeah, in that specific- case, I probably would run a hundred. Yeah, well, it wasn't obvious to run a hydration pack. Like, this was kind of outside-the-box thinking that Keegan did to run a hydration pack and not stop, right? So for that specific context, which is the context that I was thinking of when you put this one down, because you put the parentheses, like, and roll through the feedstone, I mean, that's a pretty huge gain in that race. You know what I mean? Like, that really ranks pretty high up there as far as maximal versus marginal gains for that specific scenario you know what i mean higher yeah. than number 16 on your list correct yeah yeah well, yeah because i have it as number 16 all hey, right what'd you have 15? again wax chain there well yeah as much as it pains me to put it there but yeah there's just so many other pains you to put things. it there yeah I, dude i actually <laughs> i have wax chain pretty high up here i'm not gonna lie i feel like what? there's a bias here like if you spend if you waste that if you waste that much time waxing your chain, you're not gonna, you're not going to put it low on the list because then you're just going to like be mad at yourself for wasting all that time. I had yeah. an athlete. This is a true story. Call me two days ago, telling me about the race that he was in, and that was the first time he waxed his chain, and he was so very happy with it. He so said, I think I won because I waxed my chain. 
Thank you so, so much, Caitlin. You've been coaching me for a year, and that's the best <laughs> advice you've given me. Come on. So, you know what I'm you know what I'm realizing about my list is that uh, I put wax chain. I, I haven't. We haven't even gotten to the wax the spot where I put wax chain, but I put wax chain higher up on the list than I did all these arrow upgrades. And I always say that arrow is the most important marginal gain. But I think it's. I think you would need to combine all these arrow upgrades together to put them yeah. higher than wax chain in my mind. Sure. And if like we, we were, cons- go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, and if we are considering costs, not that we are, but like the life of your drivetrain mm-hmm. is going to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the a- wax the wax chain is probably going to save you money, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we go to the next one? Fifteen. Uh, yep, so fifteen uh, arrow wheels. 15. Uh, I had, 15. I had, I had arrow bike. Okay. I had clean bike for 15. Arrow wheels. Yeah, I think I put clean bike. Cl- I, if a bike is has mud on it, it's slightly less aerodynamic. And I think that the bigger factor, which is like, this is one of the it depends things, is how dirty is the drivetrain? Because that would be the biggest thing mm. slowing your bike down. So if you've got an incredibly filthy drivetrain, then this one needs to go way higher on the list. If your drivetrain mm. is relatively clean, but like your frame is dirty, it could probably go relatively lower on the list. Mm. I don't want to jump ahead, but I put clean bike kind of high because of um, I just feel like when your bike is dirty, more things can go wrong. I don't want to ever start. A, yeah, sure. I don't want to ever start a race with a dirty bike. Because then it's just more likely to break down or have mechanicals or whatever. I mean, I, I think not it's necessarily pretty, like the arrow games. Yeah, and all that it's stuff. pretty safe to say that like most people are going to show up to a race with a fairly clean bike. Piece of um, You'd be surprised, yeah. Really? <laughs> I've shown up to when I was younger. I used to show up to every mountain bike race with my bike just filthy. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> Never I, I will say you know too. What I, you know I what I'd pretty say? Pretty bad about cleaning my bike I'd when say, I was a junior. It's a mountain bike. It's supposed to be dirty. <laughs> yeah, but I say that. <laughs> and it always yeah that was bad caitlin and adam what did you put what are we on 15 arrow wheels arrow wheels yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i put arrow bike so yeah. i feel like the arrow wheels arrow bikes are all kind of what do you think like we drew arrow wheels or arrow bike well i put arrow wheels as 14 i'm jumping i'm jumping ahead one because they look cooler than an arrow bike i agree that's I feel the like we missed that I, that I swapped those two. We missed we one? missed an opportunity. No, we missed an opportunity to say like light carbon wheels. Like yeah, we could have put good, the lightweight carbon wheels. wheels in there. We could have put lightweight carbon wheels, and we could have put arrow wheels in here. But that's okay because that would have gone way up. But... I would have put them way lower. Wow, oh, yeah. arrow, wheels. arrow wheels are definitely way more important than lightweight carbon wheels. Well, it, it depends. Again, it depends She's on what yeah. She's thinking mountain bike, yeah. yeah. Arrow, arrow isn't oh, yeah. mountain bike. Yeah. She's thinking lightweight, yeah. All right, I gotcha. Should we go to 14? I put uh, arrow wheels arrow helmet. for that one. Arrow bike. I put hydration pack for 14. Drew, what'd you put? Arrow wheels for that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Cool. All right. I don't know if we have. Right, I think we're going to. We're kind of. To... We're kind of. We're kind of getting redundant here. When we get into the top ten, we're going to get into something yeah. we haven't talked about. Yeah, so I, I feel so, like we yeah. can skip through some of these. I think like right. once so we get thir- to the top ten, it's going to really shift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Thirteen. Thirteen. Tires. Yes. Tire. Let's Tires. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan didn't. Dylan's got. T- I, put, I uh, guarantee you, tires are in the top ten for Dylan. No, <laughs> I put wax chain for <laughs> thirteen. Okay. Wow. You can't sit with us. 
I, and the, the only <laughs> the only good. thing I'll say about that one is this is all of them are it depends, but this one is really it depends on what your starting point is. If you're starting with a terrible oil based lube and your drivetrain is dirty, and then you clean your drivetrain and you wax it, I mean we're talking about like 15 watts. It's 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 pretty significant. He's just but how, much, how many watts selection. would it be if you went from like Gator skins to Renee Hearse tires? Uh, I mean, yeah, that could also be like that could also love be ga- no, no. Don't use watts. Gator skins as an example. Gator skins are the are the bomb. <laughs> They're bomb proof, but that's yeah, they it. are. I told. You, I, was, I mean, yeah, we so, were literally texting about this two days ago. I'm like, dealing what tires should I get for BWR? San Diego. Oh, and I was literally I, to my I was literally advice. thinking I might just run my 32 Gator skins like no, they're bombproof. Such a and bad they're kind of like a road tire and there's they're a lot too of narrow. They're too narrow. So then he said Renee Harris and I'm like, "Nah, I'm not going to spend that much, so I'm going to get the same thing that's not Renee Harris but $20 cheaper per tire." Which is what? Which is what? Uh the Gravel King slicks. Pretty sure those are the ones. Pan Racers? Yeah, mm-hmm. unless the unless you guys can convince me that the Renee Hearse are more puncture resistant, that's they're what not. I'm like. They're definitely that's what not. I'm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm most concerned about. I mean, it depends. So Renee Hearse has four different levels of puncture resistance. If you get the really puncture resistant one, maybe, but they're also slower. So yeah. So the so the Gravel King slicks would be good. They're good. Well, they're resistance. different. They're different types of Gravel Kings as well. Like they have more or less puncture resistant gravel kings and they are faster and slower depending on which one you get so yeah i don't care if it's slower i just don't want to flat <laughs> all right yeah i, I mean dude la- last time you did it you ran 28s like you're not gonna flat this time and i you double run- flatted <laughs> so i yeah. just don't want that to happen again dude if i'm you not run- and last time i last time it was like i was on a team that flew me out for it and i stayed with them and it was like a zero expense trip this year it's not i'm paying to go there mm-hmm. and I'm not paying there to flat flat like dude flatting is not that common there if you run normal gravel okay. tires like good you're not you gonna flat normal. if you run normal gravel tires right. but if you run 28 road tires yeah you're gonna <laughs> flat okay <laughs> all right so sorry that was 13 uh, so 12 12 was I put, tires i put tires. clean bike wear a hydration I already, pack I already hydration pack mm-hmm. yeah. yeah nice Oh no! Yeah, the tire. I mean, the tires is this. The tires is the same thing too. It's like, uh, what are you starting with, and what are you ending up with? Because yeah, you could start with something super slow and end with something super fast, or or whatever. All right, guys, we're getting we're we're getting down to it now. I have like a I have a theory in mind, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it for a second. Okay. Okay. About our All right. list. N- number eleven. Bike number fit. eleven. Bike fit. I had bike fit too. Adam. <laughs> mental health Mm, my theory is is proven wrong what what i was gonna say is that we have our list very evenly split there's 10 things that are focused all on bike specific stuff and there are 10 things that are totally focused on the human side of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and i was gonna say if, if adam hadn't put bike fit as number 11 that we all we're going to split it right down the middle. Yeah. And all the bike, of the bike-related bike stuff would be... Well, yeah. wait, what did you bike put, fit is, Bike fit is actually sort of human-related. It's kind of Because both, you're yeah. fitting a human to a bike. So it's kind so of funny that we all fit? put that as a... Yeah, it's kind of funny that we oh, all okay. put that as 11. Because that's that's like the one that's in the middle. It's where like the one that yeah. connects the human to the bike. It's kind of cool. That's like... 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I sort of like went through my list and then I got to 11 and like mental health was still up there. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I could probably argue that it could go way higher too. It just kind of depends. Yeah. Uh, there's one that we haven't talked about yet. And I feel like that's, that's another one that's oh, like yeah, yeah. split there down is, the middle. There is one. Yeah, we'll get there. But there is All one right, more we'll, that is bike we'll related. Sorry. Okay. All, All right, right. Number 10. Top 10. Uh, I put gym. Gym work. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I put mental health. I put power meter. Me too. Wow. <laughs> power meter is the one that's split down the middle, right? It's 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 an upgrade yeah. to your bike, but it's also an upgrade to the human. Yeah, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's going to help, like... There's a human dynamic to it because you're looking at the data all the time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so I you guess don't get the power meter for any other reason except for the knowledge that comes. That is that is meter. true. It's mm-hmm. not making your bike faster. If anything, right. it's making your bike slightly slower by being slightly heavier. Correct. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Yeah, I put mental health as number ten because you can still be kind of crazy oh, and wow. be a Where did I put... cyclist. I mean, Dude, that's, that's kind of mental... what I was thinking. Is like you, you could. Like, like there are some times where like you're in a funk and it like messes with your performance, but there's other times where you're just like mad and you yeah. go out and smash it. Oh yeah. Curtis Tulson's always trying to like figure out what, what kind of pisses me off. He's like, man, I'm just trying to figure out what pisses you off so I can make you race harder. And I'm like, eh, I don't really know if that's how I, I don't think that's how I operate, but I think but some you can people keep operate to... that way, but not Yeah, everyone. it depends. Yeah. I put, okay. Number I, nine or go ahead. Yeah, mental go health. Ahead. I, I was just going to say, I put mental health way higher than you guys, mm. but we'll mm. get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Right. So number nine, I, I put power meter here. So it's pretty close to you guys. I put yeah. sleep. All right. I put, but, uh, um, I probably put sleep low because again, it's all depend. It's all kind of biased. Like I always know I don't get enough sleep, so I'm not going to rank sleep real high. Cause then I'm just going to like guilt trip mm-hmm. myself <laughs> into like <laughs> sleep more. Yeah. I put uh nutrition on the bike here. And I guess the the caveat I'll put there is like, it depends on what race you're doing, right? Because if you're Mm -hmm. doing a relatively, yeah, it does. Because if you're doing a relatively short race, like a crit or a cyclocross race, I mean, it almost doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like nutrition, nutrition, for, for example, for a cyclocross race, if we were to order these specifically for cyclocross Mm -hmm. racing, I think I would put nutrition on the bike at like 18 or 19 because you don't yeah, even you literally need... never. Yeah. I mean, right. maybe you could start to categorize like pre-race nutrition into that, but yeah, but only Adam, on, Adam, I mean, I was also on the bike. I was also then... thinking about it like in terms of like training nutrition too. Uh, yeah, sure. I yeah. kind of, I was thinking <laughs> when I wrote my list, I, I just saw the word nutrition and thought that's what like, I, yeah. General I nutrition. Even... Uh, well, he put in parentheses put on, on the, the bike. bike. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I still ignored that part, I guess. Okay. All right. Um Okay, number eight. I've got bike fit here. I've got power meter there. Gym work. Uh, yeah, I put uh coaching for number eight. It's <laughs> fair. Wow. I, I think I just put it there because if you you know um we're gonna differ very. We we differ a lot on. <laughs> yeah, that. I want to see how high, I want to. I want to see how high you guys put coaching. But I think that I put I, I put mental health above coaching. Actually, I put a lot of things above coaching. But I think that I think it's one of those things where if you 
are willing to do your own research, which a lot of people aren't willing to do, then I'm not saying coaching isn't valuable, but some of the some of the stuff we have coming on the list I see as more valuable. I mean, at that point, you are still doing coaching. You're just self-coaching. Sure. You could argue that. Yeah. Okay. Number seven. Yeah, I put seven. power meter this low because everything oh, yeah. else above this, I put power meters number eight because everything above this, I was thinking like, if somebody were to ask me, oh, should I hit the gym or get a power meter? I'd say do the gym. And that's why I put power meter lower. So like, that's kind of what I was like thinking as I did my top 10 was like, Mm -hmm. if an athlete, if a new, if a newer cyclist was asking me, oh, what should I focus on a power meter or volume? Like I'd say, oh, volume. Like, so that's kind of what I was thinking when I put all this stuff in here. Yeah. And I I think it's, 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 yeah, it's, that's important to point out. Like we, we've all already said power meter and we're only through, we're, we're not even into the top seven yet. So like mm-hmm. some people think they need to get a power meter before they can do any kind of structured training, but us, all four of us coaches here are saying that's not the case. No, I'd say like, yeah, the seven things that I put above power meter, I would tell somebody, I think you should be doing these things before you get a power meter. If you had yep. to choose. <clears throat> yep. Makes sense. All right. Seven. Jim. Sleep. Uh, I lost where I'm at. Oh, I, <laughs> I said coaching last, right? Okay. I put yeah. Jim. <laughs> But did you not know right. close on that? Um, I put coaching. Okay. What? Dang! Wow! Wow! You know, it's 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 again. It's like everything I put above this. It's like you know, work on some of these things, mm-hmm. then get then get a coach. Mm. Okay. Mm. Never mind. Yeah, I'm gonna wait I'll, for my. I'll I'm save wait. my I'm, argument. I'm save, when I, know, we get there. I know exactly. Yeah, I, I'm saving my coaching <laughs> argument for when I get to coach. I get it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Six. Uh, six no, number six, I put sleep. I put nutrition. But I was also, also kind of thinking somewhat yeah. more of like general nutrition. Okay, but he did put in parentheses. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so you guys already put on the bike nutrition. Now let's just like make one up. If we were talking general nutrition, like what you should be eating and putting in your body, it's pretty high up there. I put it as number six. I, yeah. I don't know, I'd probably put it pretty low. Like <laughs> I don't know. If you're... You're right. It does depend on the event. And if you're doing like an ultra endurance, you know, mountain bike race, I would put that exactly where it's at. The nutrition as top seven. Yeah. The longer the race is, the more important on the bike nutrition becomes in this list. So at some point in college, I had like this breakthrough, like revolutionizing thought or, uh, I just, it like an awakening. There we go. An awakening, um, of, I used to just eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, but before a race, I would clean out my diet because I'm like, oh, I got to race. I got to like, you know, my, my my body's a race car. I need to race. If I want to race good, I need to fuel it well. So like starting Thursday, I'd, I'd eat healthy. But Monday through Thursday, like, nah. <laughs> like Monday through Thursday, we're like terrible. Wow. Uh, but I had this like awakening. I'm like, man, if I eat good on the other days, like if I have a really hard workout on Tuesday, that workout will be better if I eat better Monday and Tuesday. And then if I'm training better, I'll get better for the weekend, for the race on the weekend. And then when I had that thought or awakening, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to eat healthier every day because every day is important <laughs> if you're training. <laughs> and so that was like a huge breakthrough for my training. Well, and, and I think this brain. I think like nutrition as far as like just your overall diet Um that one, that one kind of goes back to like, where are you starting from and like, where are you, where, mm-hmm. where can you get to? Right. Like, yeah. Dylan, you say this all the time. Like when you're talking about 
like certain uh, foods is like, well, it depends on what you're comparing it to. Like the, the average like American diet is, is not super healthy. So like almost everyone right. who eats that can improve on that. But if you're, if you're yeah. like eat most of your meals at home and like, you're pretty conscious about what you eat, like the, I don't right. know, I feel like the, I feel like the benefits beyond that are going to be pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the benefit, I would, I would argue that the benefits at, at that point, what you're talking about, Adam, the benefits are more for your personal health than they are mm-hmm. for your performance on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they have like a health score? Like, like every food is ranked on like a scale of one. Dude, to you told us and... that, that you told us they had that in Europe. I think you're confusing. No, no, no. That's the, that, <laughs> that was awesome. No, I'm talking on a scale of one to 100. You'd have to print this list out and like spinach would be like a 100 score because of how healthy it is. Um, like sweet potatoes would be really, really I think high it changes the list, all like, the time though. Donuts would be super low. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is like, there, depends some, on, there's so many theories on nutrition, right? And at, people would argue like if there were, there would be people that would argue that spinach is not healthy as mind blowing yeah. as that is. But in Europe, but that was super cool. They had a Nutra score on every item in the whole grocery store and you just look at it and it has a, a, a letter grade like we're back in elementary school of letter a through e so you go down the candy aisle and it's all e but you go down like the lunch meat aisle and it's like b's and c's and you're like oh this lunch meat's a little better because it got a b versus a c and it's just like it was very easy you don't have to sit there and read nutrition labels for 30 minutes you just see this the the b and the c and you're like oh, i'm getting the b and that was it throw it in the cart go <laughs> so easy I was like a, I was like probably like a, a B minus average. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So are we, are we, are we into the next one? Number six. Number no, we just six. did six. Oh. Okay, sweet. Five. Top five. Top five. All right. Uh, number five. A I wide put angle intervals. podium. Same. Intensity. Yes. Yeah. I put grit. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're very ungritty person so that makes sense <laughs> you're just you're just like a you know like sandpaper once it's down to just the paper that's you <laughs> just <warm Okay>. <laughs> so wait so i haven't heard grit from any of you guys yet so i think all of you put grit higher correct okay <laughs> fair enough so that moves us into number four grit you oh. put grit Put volume. Yeah. <laughs> I put volume. Wow, me and Caitlin are so That means we have the same top three. Well. Dang. All right, so I put... Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. For number four, I put sleep, actually. Wow. Okay. Did anybody, put did, anybody, put, did anybody put sleep higher than that? I don't think so. I no. put sleep no. number nine. Yeah, I mean, just like every single item on this list, it depends on what, what we're starting from, but I, I mean... I guess I guess if we're talking about going from five hours of sleep to seven hours of sleep, that's not a huge difference. But if you're going from three hours of sleep to eight hours of sleep, I think that could be very significant. The book that I read on sleep, the sick, where the where the like you know, if we're talking like lactate threshold, but with mm-hmm. sleep, like where the in, like where it spikes <laughs> um, is is less than like six and a half seven hours. If you're getting like consistently less than seven hours, it's bad. Really? Um, I mean, that's, I would say that's like the majority. I think of it was like, yeah. yeah, I think if you drop below six, it gets real bad real quick. But I'm saying seven as like somewhere between six and seven. That's where that I'm, spike I'm definitely below seven every night. Yeah. If you get below six every night, it's for, you're like for sure not healthy. But hmm. somewhere in that six to seven, it probably depends on you and 
you know, like how yeah. you sleep and all that. But I'd say it probably happens for most people between six and seven <clears> where like the health risks and all that spike. So if yeah, you just shoot it's, for it's such a bummer more, too. Cause that's like a good minimum. Most people, most people's excuse for like not sleeping more is they just don't have time for it. What sucks is I have time to sleep more. <laughs> I just can't, like I can't get my body to sleep oh, more. Really? Like last night I, I slept from like do you have, nine, do you have good 9.30 till one. And then you from one to five, I was up once an hour. Whew. Yeah. You take melatonin, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, cut that out. You think I should stop that? I think melatonin you should. I think doesn't, melatonin doesn't help you sleep. It helps you fall asleep. Yeah, um, I know, which, I have a, which that's traditionally I always had like bad insomnia, so I couldn't get to sleep. Mm. But now it's like sort of the opposite. Like I can get to sleep, but it's I have a hard time mm. staying asleep. Yeah. I'd say try to find natural ways to try to like make yourself more tired. Like no screens for like, like if you want to take it to the max, I'd say like no screens, like two hours before you go to bed. If you're trying to go to bed at 1030, just put your phone up at like nine and don't touch it. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do. I'll plug my phone in in the other room and just leave it there and read for like an hour before bed or something. Has it always been like that? Or is it just like residual from when Theo was little waking up? Like mm-hmm. when he was, Oh no, it, it, this is from like, college years where i would pull all-nighters studying and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah adam i don't want to make you jealous but i'm the kind of person that falls asleep every night within five minutes that's yeah that's but you wake up at is. 3 a.m yeah. hungry every day yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah the, that's, that's, that's worse that the, <laughs> but i I, the, I do uh, get i do get over seven hours of sleep every night <laughs> okay yeah, this podcast was uh running into my ninth hour of sleep <laughs> dude yeah see i i <laughs> Hey, Caitlin's I couldn't fathom. Sleep. There's been so many times where we're like, let's pod. And she's like, nope, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> That's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we move okay, on? Are we on number four? That was we're, number four. That was number, that was number four. four. Okay. Now we're on number three. Um, I put nutrition on the bike. Ba-na-na. Wow. Okay. That's really high. I put <laughs> well, grit. grit. You put grit. You got to be tough. Yeah. Well, so... Adam, I would agree with you if we're talking about an ultra endurance race, nutrition on the bike becomes super important. Um, yeah. And I put, uh, intervals slash intensity. I just sort of assumed that, that everyone listening was racing gravel since that's pretty much the, the hot, hot topic <laughs> these days. Um, yeah, I think we all put, we all put, did you guys put, uh, you guys already put intervals and volume. Did you guys, you guys put intervals mm-hmm. Below volume or above volume? I put volume above. Below. Intervals. It was intervals than volume. Yeah. I, I had intervals in number five, and I have not said volume yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, so we're so all we, in the so same. So we all agree that volume is more important. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <clears throat> yeah. I think is accurate. Which, which, uh, one, the one thing I'll say about that is that if you go on these platforms like Trainer Road or Zwift or whatever, you would probably have the opposite impression. Because those platforms are so interval focused and it's like every day is intervals, some kind of intervals, like maybe not the hardest intervals, but it's just intervals, 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 intervals. And they're all talking about how like you can get fast on three hours a week. You can get fast on five hours a week. Um, And, you know, you can you can do a lot with five hours a week. But if you hit a plateau and you're at five hours a week, what you need to do is ride more. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. M- more six intervals hours aren't going to help you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the reason all of it is like fast on six hours a week and all that is because if you only have six hours a week, but yeah. I know the better know. thing would be to be fast on 10 hours a week. And the better thing than that yeah. would be to be fast on 15 hours a week. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope people didn't think I was insensitive in the podcast where I was like, the one guy was asking about how he's only got 10 hours a week to train. And, and I was like, yeah, you probably have a little bit more time to train. I, you know, that may come off as like, oh, like the pro is telling this, this, you know, this like guy who works nine to five, who's got kids to train more. But it's like, that is, if you're hitting a plateau, that is the, the answer that you don't want to hear, but that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. No, we all think you're very sensitive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're into the top two. All right, right no, I put number grit, but I've got a quote from Malcolm Gladwell oh. in, a, in a wide okay. variety of human activity. Achievement is not possible without discomfort. Mm-hmm. Gotta have grit. Yeah, I think we should. Dude, you you, uh, you came you came without a list, but you came with a quote. <laughs> <laughs> I got my book of quotes right here on my uh, laptop. I pull out a quote. Yeah, how do you every- how do you have a quote, but you didn't have your list ready? That's actually a good question. He probably looked it up. Good, man. I just looked it up. Yeah. Okay. All right, we should definitely say? we should defend our top three. Why yeah, we okay. put what where we did so i also okay. said grit and i just feel like there's the obvious reasons for grit but then there's also during a race if something goes wrong if you have a mechanical i think it takes mm-hmm. grit to like fix your bike and mm. get back on your bike and continue yeah for sure yeah i'm thinking that. more of like the daily grind like if you don't have grit when the weather sucks you're just not <laughs> gonna do it like i think of these guys mm-hmm. that i coach who like this guy's like the ceo of this like billion dollar concrete company and he wakes up at like 5.30 to jump on the trainer to do his intervals in the morning before he goes into work. And I'm like, dude, that is grit. Like, that is legit. Yeah. He's not a pro. He's just your local master cyclist. I'm like, dude, that's that's pretty legit. Like, if I had that grit with the amount of time that I have now, wow. Take his <laughs> grit and put it in my life. Oh man. Well, so I, 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 I'll bet you, I'll bet you that if you give a person more time, they, you know, they naturally have less grit less because grit. they can mm. ride, they can ride at one in the afternoon when it's warm and there's yeah. sun, you know what I mean? And then they're less yeah. gritty. And you know, another thing to make you a little bit more gritty, have a kid. A kid gives you some grit. Okay. You got to <laughs> change a couple of diapers that yeah. the grit scale goes up a little. Yeah, I can imagine for sure. <laughs> Um, are we moving on or are we, I feel like I did. What what was yours? Mine was intervals intensity. Okay. And I mean, I I feel like I defended it. So I said on the bike nutrition and I just think like, I feel like most people can improve their on the bike nutrition. Like unless you've hit where you're and 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 again, so it, it does depend on what your goals are and like what you're training towards. So like, yeah, if you're, if you're training towards crits or cyclocross, then it probably doesn't matter. But I would argue like if you're training for anything that's longer than two hours and you're not consistently hitting close to 90 grams of carbs an hour, there's room for improvement. And like, especially when you're doing longer stuff, like even just in training. Um, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to talk about this when we get to Dylan and I, at least, you know, volume, but like to do more volume, you have to match that with proper nutrition. So I just think there's like so much, so many more advances in nutrition these days than 10 years ago, 20 years ago wasn't accessible that like most everyone can improve their nutrition on the bike. And the argument can be made that like, if you totally botch your nutrition during a race, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much grit you have, how much volume, how much training you've done. 
you're going to fail. Like your body's just going to run out of energy and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah. I could, that's definitely it. You can make a stronger. Yeah. Like yeah, I haven't I mean, had a single athlete who, who I've like coached through like gut training who hasn't been like, wow, I'm, I feel so much different now at hour four than I used to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, this one is very much, I already said this, but this one is very much if we're, if this list is for cyclocross nutrition is at the bottom on the bike. Nutrition is at the bottom. If we're talking about unbound on the bike, nutrition is like the top of the list. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. Number two, consistency. Yep. Uh, I put volume volume. Mm. All right. So, so so that means that Adam and I put consistency as number one. And that means you guys have already said volume though. I don't know Mm. what, I yeah. think me and Ka- coaching. No, what? I mean, me and Caitlin have different. They, they both ones. have coaching. No, mm, she already said coaching. No, you I said didn't. coaching already. Okay, well yeah, then no, we're, no. Ahead. we're still on number two. All right, number two. Consistency. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Let's not <laughs> okay. jump ahead of ourselves. So, so let's debate this. This uh, <clears throat> consistency versus. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I had, I had originally said consistency is number one, and then I changed my thought. All right, so consistency versus volume. I would say that consistency. So and, if we're talking and about coaching. three, Caitlin, Caitlin said coaching. Well, let's wait. Let's wait to get to number For, one before we talk about that. No, yeah, okay. Where we okay? Because because we're not at number one yet. We're at number two. Yeah. So okay, consistency versus volume. There's three. So most of the time when people are referring to training, you know, training measurements, they're talking about volume and intensity. But you could throw a third one in there, and that is frequency. Mm -hmm. And while frequency and consistency may not be exactly the same thing, I think they're very similar. Like, they're basically synonyms, right? Basically, how many times are you on your bike every week, every month, every year? And I I would say that out of volume, intensity, and consistency, you want to get or uh, frequency, you want to get your frequency high first, then you want to get your volume high, and then you want to get your intensity, like in that order. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because if you're only if you're only riding once or twice a week, even if those are like relatively high volume rides, uh, you know, there's going to be such a gap between your training that you're going to detrain between these high volume rides, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just think like, like, it's easy for everyone to be consistent for a week, but you've got to build in that routine where it's sustainable. So like yeah. you can't just go train consistently for two months and then like fall off the face of the earth and expect to be fit three months later. Like that's where I think like the consistency comes into is like building that routine where it's like, here's your daily habit and training just becomes like another part of your, your daily life. Um, and that, that is how you can, you know, throw in an extra, five, 10, 15 minutes here and there. And before you know it, like you've gone up from starting at four hours a week to like, now you're training seven hours a week. And that's huge. We are already kind of talking about one and two, because both of you guys, Adam and Dylan put consistency as number one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, well I put coaching as number one. Okay, so you and Caitlin put coaching as number one. No, no, no. Yeah. Caitlin put, no. Oh, you did put coaching? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You already said coaching. No. no oh, so we're split. Me and Caitlin put coaching as number one, and Adam and Dylan put consistency as number all right, one. All right, all yeah. right. Coach, defend coaching as number one. If you well, have a already... coach... Yeah, go ahead. Can I go? Okay. If you have a coach, then you don't have to worry about... And I mean, you 
in a sense, you, you don't have it. to worry about any of the other stuff because they're going to walk you through it step by step. They're going to tell gonna you when it's you. time to get a carbon stem. Just kidding. They're going <laughs> to never. They're going to help you with the volume, with the consistency. But if you just like, go down the list, like if the if the number one thing is consistency, having a coach is going to be on your case, and the accountability that comes with the mm-hmm. coaching is going to make you more consistent. If you get to volume and intensity. The coach is going to be able to measure that out for you. And you don't have to worry about it in the sense that you don't have to like plan it out, but you do have to worry about it in that you need to complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, you like your coach isn't going to make you like, just cause you have a coach doesn't mean yeah. you're going to do the workouts. So you still, there is that, but I'd say a coach helps two through 20 happen if you have them. But also if we, if, you know, if we go back to my theory of like the, the bottom 10, we're all bike related the top 10 were all human related. What's better than one human? Two humans. And coaching is the only <laughs> one that has two humans in it. You bring in another human on top of you, that's, fair. that's like double whammy. Mm-hmm. So you go from just your bike to all human focused, and then number one is a human plus a human. Just makes sense. And if this right. podcast is sponsored by Ignition, I should have texted Adam and Dylan and told them that they had to put <laughs> coaching as number one and fired. So, so Adam, where did, where did you put coaching? <laughs> Um, I put coaching at number seven. Uh, yeah, that's a big difference. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I put coaching at eight. Yeah. Wait, Dylan. So if somebody walks up to you at a race and they're like, how do I get faster? It's not going to be your default answer to be like, hire a coach. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you get faster is like such a, that's such that's a, a broad question. question. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I think that you can... So here's what I put before a coach. I put consistency, volume, intensity, sleep, grit, mental health, gym work. Now, you're saying I, you could do all that stuff on your own without a coach. Yeah. I, I So I could see the argument going both ways because you could do all of that on your own mm-hmm. without a coach, but at the same time, a coach could also help you with all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of it's kind of like depending on on you know what kind of person you are. Are you yeah, very Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Are you very knowledgeable and are you very self-motivated or are you not knowledgeable and not self-motivated? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean like I feel like all of us here, you know, would maybe do what if we were talking about ourselves, we would probably do what Dylan said because we can kind of co- like I said, like we can coach mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to that note though, like, like I kind of fall into Caitlin's camp. Like, I I can coach myself, um, but it's like more stress and time that I have to think about stuff. And like, there are I have certain blind spots to my training. So like, when I hired a coach last year, like I I, I saw almost immediate improvements. Um, doing things like a lot differently than I, than I had planned on it or than I had previously been doing it. So like sometimes even just to mix it up, like you might be Mm -hmm. like, if you look at the, the, you know, mesocycle of the whole year, it's like all the ingredients are still in there, but it's just like, how is it structured? And like, just having that different structure might be enough of a training stimulus, uh, like an alteration to your training stimulus that like gives you the fitness bump you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just, I really just wanted to end the podcast with the coaching being number one so that I can say, check out Ignition Coach Co., where we are developing coaches, connecting athletes. We'll make you faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got anything else? It. There it is. I think that's it. That was fun. Thanks, uh, was fun. Brian. Brian Z. Yeah, for, that was a good uh, Sending that one in. 
All right. We'll see you guys. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. See ya. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in for the latest episode of the Matchbox Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, you can send any questions or topic suggestions to info at ignitioncoachco.com with email title the Matchbox Podcast. Links to each of our social media pages can be found in the show notes. Tune in next week for another endurance training-related discussion and learn about how you can find that extra match for your next big event. Catch y'all soon. Let's go! never driven a rally car before, but I'd imagine there are a lot of similarities between racing rally cars and racing bikes. Both involve speed, skill, and suspense. But one big difference is the navigator. The navigator's job is to communicate with the driver what turns are coming up, the severity of those turns, and any obstacles to look out for on course. With the help of the navigator, the driver goes faster. As athletes, we too need a navigator. This is where the coach comes into the picture. Like the navigator, the coach helps guide the athlete along the right path. When it's all said and done, the coach helps the athlete go faster. To take the analogy one step further, I'd bet the best navigators are those who used to drive themselves. Because of their own experience behind the wheel, they're better equipped to help the driver. This is what Ignition Coach Co. is all about. All of our coaches are elite-level racers, and that makes them better coaches. They know how to train, how to prep, how to win, how to lose, and how to stay focused through it all because they are in the midst of that pursuit right now. Here at Ignition Coach Co., we believe that coaching and racing go hand-in-hand, and it's our goal to fuse those two things together. We'd love to connect you with one of our coaches. Sign up for a free consultation today. Ignition Coach Co., Developing coaches, connecting athletes.